0: Are you ready? Will you welcome Epic Recording Artist Chief Crick?
1: Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 33 through 36 of season 3. Hello, man,
2: this episode of Stand and Deliver. Uh, this recording date and uh, possibly uploading date is uh, coinciding with a National Day of Remembrance and Mourning. Uh, Not upload date because that'll for... be tomorrow. Well, still, it's today is the day of, and I feel that you know it is really our civic duty, uh, considering that this this is you know going on like a federal level uh, to. Observe the passing of WWE legend Dynamite Kid uh, with a moment of silence.
0: Okay, uh, I'm
1: George Brudel. I'm Larry Davis. We're here talking about thing, JoJo.
2: Good thing nobody else died.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, so you just... when you lose a great like Dynamite Kid. Um... It kind of overshadows anything else, anyway. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. probably a good thing.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to hang heavy over this episode, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll persevere and get through it.
1: Yep. I mean, there's really nothing else you can
2: do. No. Uh, you, sometimes you just got to talk about the anime. That's the only way to begin the healing process. Hmm. Tell me about it. Well, I'll tell you all about it because we are 33 episodes deep and diamonded. Wait, are we? What episode are we on? Yeah, 33. 33. Okay. Normally my count gets fucked up for whatever reason. So I'll have like written down 27, and it's like, oh, we're doing episode 22. Well, you're so good at math. <laughs> yeah.
1: Numbers are a oh, part of math. Oh, yeah,
2: Anyway, uh, when we last left uh, Joe's K and all the rest of our cartoon pals, uh, his mom got turned into a paper airplane or something. Uh huh. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. So he pulled out like that piece of paper from her pocket and he opened it up, and uh, he almost gets shot in the face.
1: <laughs> I do really like that. Just a gun poking out of it, like, "Hey, guess what?" <laughs> Blap.
2: It's a gun the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of like. Uh, cut over to rohan very early very briefly in this episode finally getting some back action
1: well i i mean i would say just skip that just go to the end because you can just uh, cover all the rohan stuff after we're done with enigma yeah, Enigma's sure, done in this episode
2: that 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 is true i guess we can just revisit that but um uh... So I'm having to skip ahead of my notes, because actually quite a bit goes on with Rohan at the start of this, and then we, like, don't visit him. Well, look, Richard Elfman's mouth gets full of cum, which is why I had noted it here. Oh, boy.
1: It's gonna be one (laughs) of those episodes, isn't it?
2: What else was it supposed to be? Drool. Spit. There There was a lot of it, and it was extremely milky for drool.
1: I'm going to restart this episode.
2: (laughs) don't think I'm wrong about this.
1: You've never been Uh... wrong about anything in your life.
2: (laughs) I disagree. So, uh, but, but yeah, Josuke is trying to attack this dude. Uh, and he does this whole thing where he reveals like he could trap things, like store things in paper, basically. Uh Uh, and it's a weak stand, but like, one of the things he can do, which is kinda neat, is if he has something trapped in paper, if he tears the paper up, then whatever is inside of it ends up getting damaged. And he like demonstrates this by like ripping up one that was holding a bowl of ramen in it. Uh-huh. And then like for the next one it's just gonna be Koichi, I guess, which like he's he's written down Koichi Hyros on it. And he like <laughs> that, what? That's how you pronounce that, right? Did I get it right?
1: Yep, that's it. Koichi Hi-Rose. <laughs> Look. <laughs> How have you gone this far? And you still...
2: <laughs> is this a bit? You have
1: to tell me if this is a bit.
2: Look, I bet, you know, if somebody wanted to just compile all the times I've mispronounced something, it actually would not be that bad. But come on. Hi-Rose. Yeah. That's how it's spelled: H-I-R-O-S-E. All right. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> Just, just go how? On. Okay, then. How is it supposed to be pronounced?
1: Hirose. That doesn't
2: they, sound right to me. They at say all.
1: it multiple times. They say Koichi Hirose, or <laughs> well, they they would actually be saying Hirose Koichi, but in fact, it's actually not really Koichi. I think it's more like Koichi or something weird, but whatever.
0: I'm just going to have
1: to agree to disagree with you, then. Uh, that see, it one. is a bit. I knew it. It's Even not... you're not that dumb. Well,
2: I don't know about that.
1: Oh, oh, osu- osuyaku. Osu-
2: osu-yaku.
1: Oka- Okusaku. Akasaka. No,
2: oku-y- see, now that you're doing that, I'm fucking it up. It's Okuyasu. <laughs> see, I know that one. I got that one. Alright. Advol... Look, that was because I wrote it wrong in my notes. No, For like a couple not. episodes. <laughs> yes, it is. It actually is. Yes, I did, I like fucking flipped the like second two letters around and like, yeah, that like was, was just me being bad at typing on top of not being able to pronounce things.
1: Revisionist history going on here.
2: That's exactly how it went down. So he throws Koichi last name's paper into traffic, mm-hmm. and it like starts heading for the wheel of a car.
1: It starts heading for Steve Winwood.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good joke if it, if anybody listening to this <laughs> knows traffic. <laughs> I highly doubt.
2: Oh God! So. You know, if it were, if the driver of that car were a bit character, would be a pretty good name for them. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, he he flings it in there, and is like, spookified that Koichi's going to get torn up, and he Mm -hmm. bites his lip again, so he ends up getting trapped by uh, Mysterio. Enigma. Yes, Sure. I can't I'm I'm really bad at like some of these the English to Japanese ones and not quite getting it the right way around.
1: Yeah, the the subtitles call him Mysterioso. Because they couldn't call him Mysterio because of the Spider Man villain, I guess. Yeah. Uh but actually I kinda like Mysterioso more, but Enigma is still a better name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Josuke gets uh, sucked in the paper, and then use still over here, like, boy, I'm sure glad I didn't decide to like, do anything. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, you used just like, this was the right decision. Because, <laughs> man, Josuke uh, really You this at is this why time. I
2: never vote.
1: <laughs> yeah. Boy, talk about the lesser of two evils,
2: am I right? Uh,. So, Josuke uh, is able to, like, pull himself out of the paper, though.
0: Well, like, he held
2: onto, like, a metal pole that got torn off, and so he uses uh, his stand to, like, repair the pole, which, like, pulls him out of the paper. Uh-huh. And then he's just like, boy, you better never open me up. You better just rip up this paper, because I'm going to fucking kill you.
0: <laughs>
2: I will commit a murder. I'm surprised that he
1: was not able to get all the way out of it, though, considering he was able to use a similar trick to get, um, Okuyasu out of Red Hot Chili Peppers the uh, yeah. electrical uh, wire thing.
2: Yeah, like, also, he threatens to kill the guy and then throws the metal pole intentionally so it just, like, whizzes past his face instead of just actually killing it.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, that's because Josuke doesn't actually kill anyone
2: sure he's like Batman
1: yeah just like Batman like he'll uh, set a bomb to detonate on your vest and kick you into a hole but that doesn't mean you're dead
2: uh, just punching this guy in the face and growling where's Joe
1: <laughs> Josuke just like yelling swear to me <laughs> do I look like a cop I'm not wearing hockey pads. Crazy Diamond! Alright, let's stop this. Yes, Partly because, uh...
2: It needs to end.
1: Well, that's making my throat hurt. I'm already having issues today. I'm fine.
2: Well, I could do it for a while longer. But out of respect, I'll stop. Alright. Uh, so yeah, this dude is, uh... He's effectively one, and so... He does what a winner would do in this situation. He pulls out a really fucking big piece of paper and just summons up a taxi cab. Yep.
1: The, the taxi cab driver does not seem to find anything at all weird about this. <laughs> nope, he's, he's cool with it. Yep, he's just in the cab and he's like, all right, where
2: to, Mac? <laughs> hey, I don't gotta pay any rent in this paper. I'm I'm living better than I ever did. <laughs> Three hots and a cot. (laughs) My ex can't get me in here.
1: (laughs) Don't got pay no license fees (laughs) or nothing.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. So, he drives away, and then we hear the the pitter-patter of Highway Star's feet behind him. Uh And he latches on and uh, has decided to grow a spine at this point, this you character. And I wrote down here this really great line of his, which is just, uh, letting you and Kira live in this town would be totally uncool. Uh-huh. Um, I guess since
1: Hi Rose" already happened, I should bring this up. You know his name isn't Yu, right? Spelled that way? No, it's Yuya. It's Y-U-Y-A. Wow. Um, Yuya Fungami.
2: You and I are on a much more informal basis. Oh,
1: well, okay. You're like one of his boncho babes. God, I wish.
2: <laughs> life would be so getting, much easier if I were a boncho babe.
1: Getting your asshole sweaty playing pachinko.
2: <laughs> I mean, I life? do that now, but. <laughs> sure. The only difference is I ain't got tits.
1: Well, not yet. I mean, I. Look, there's some people you can see about that.
2: Hmm, well. We need to get on that Audible sponsorship first and then we'll then we'll talk.
1: Well, I still haven't heard anything back from Shutter, so I wouldn't count on it. Speaking of Shutter, uh, they added uh, Mandy the new Nicholas Cage movie from Panos Cosmatos of Beyond the Black Rainbow.
0: That's I on need there. To now. Sign
2: up. Also, a uh, little unrelated but sort of speaking of Shudder, cuz you had told me last time that's got a lot of spook-em-ups on it. Uh Convinced a, uh, a co-worker of mine, I I think, hopefully he'll follow through, to uh, get around to watching Chronos and um, The Devil's Backbone, because we talked about uh, Pan's Labyrinth, which I finally got around to seeing, like, a
1: Congratulations. few days
2: ago. Yeah, I did it! Yay! Yay! I had, like, I like, had that on DVD for literal years. years, and um. did not watch it until so you bought me the Criterion Blu-ray.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a really good movie, though. Yeah?
0: It turns out
2: Bans Labyrinth is kind of alright. Shocking. (laughs) Did it, like, win some awards or something? Uh,
1: no. Nobody cared about it. I do Hmm. like how you apparently had no
2: idea what it actually was. Yeah, yeah, I... I think I saw the trailers back in the day, and then I never really, like, discussed that movie with anybody. I never looked up anything about it. So I just thought it was, like, this sort of uh, Alice in Wonderland thing. Like, you got some stuff going on back in, like, in the real world, and then this girl kind of travels off into, like, a fantasy land. And then there's, like, analogs for the characters that it had established, like, prior or something like that. Turns out not what that movie's about at all. Uh, It's mostly people getting their face caved in with bottles. Uh Uh-huh.
0: I mean, there's and a, a lot of bit. stabbing.
1: Just so much stabbing. Sure, you know, legs getting sawed off and all that. Oh
2: uh, boy, I had actually had to look away at that on that part. I don't know what it was about that specifically. That kind of just like got to me.
1: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the time yeah. you got your legs sawed off.
2: Well, you know, it, you would think that would have sobered me up to it, if anything. Mm. I still, still though, think Devil's Backbone is the most brutal of those two movies Really? A lot, lot more dead kids in The Devil's Backbone Well, yeah, I guess Like, kind of just laid out, too
0: Eh,
1: yeah. I don't know, I think Pants Labyrinth is more brutal, as you would say I like Devil's Backbone more you like Kronos the most out of all of them, which is crazy to me. As much as I like
2: no, Kronos. no, 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 I like Pan's the most, and oh. Kronos, I like. I, I would put Kronos in the middle. That's still weird to me. Yeah, I, I guess Did they're you... all really good movies, and I that like honestly, that's one of those things where like I bet if you asked me that same question of how it would rank those, like six months from now, it would be a totally different order. Like I like those movies a whole lot.
1: Did you see that interview with? Ron Perlman recently uh, like in entertainment yeah. weekly or something basically ever since he worked um on Chronos with Del Toro like from that point on Del Toro was even back then trying to make the Hellboy movie and he would always in every interview be like here's my condition it has to be Ron Perlman and like I mean that's a condition Yeah, like, he refused to do it otherwise, and it wasn't until Blade Two was a success that people were like, ah, alright, fine, whatever you want. (sighs) Uh, What I'm saying is, Del Toro is a good dude and loyal to his large monster man friends.
2: Absolutely. I... Look, the new Hellboy could actually very well be good, but it still is extremely weird to me to have like a live-action Hellboy that is not Ron Perlman. Yeah, it is weird. Something about that still just not sitting right with me.
1: Yeah, I also just worry that it'll be too
2: serious. Yeah, because they keep like talking up like how gory it is, and I mean, like, the... sure, okay, like. A gory Hellboy could be neat, I guess, but like the fact that this is the thing that you guys keep focusing on every time you bring it up makes me kind of worried that you're going too grim for the sake of going grim.
1: Yeah, like Hellboy is violent, definitely sometimes at least, but that's not what's
2: about. Yeah. And, and that's my concern is that they're misinterpreting what it's about. Like even
1: I would say the BPRD series is far more gory than Hellboy actually was, because Hellboy is very fantasy-focused. BPRD is a lot more grim. Um, But then also, I guess, also seems like they are blending stuff from BPRD into the new movie, because Captain Daimyo's in it. Hmm. Um, So I wonder if maybe they're going to have some part of his whole, like, Wendigo storyline. Spoilers. Anybody hasn't read BPRD? Um, oh, okay. uh, before
2: we get back to Jo, what? Oh, well, I was gonna say before we get back to Jojo's, along the same line of uh, good comic book movie adaptions I really wish they would do a follow up to that Last Dread. Yeah, that was a really good movie, and it's kind of insane to me that they never followed it up with anything.
1: Uh, well, it didn't make
2: much money. It didn't. Okay, no, I was about to ask. I like, did just not make anything. No, not really. Um, but... Which, hey, you know, there's there's the real crime, the fact that the dude who made the original Judge Dredd, which is a fucking awful movie, is uh, the showrunner of Gotham. Then you make a good Dredd movie, and can't get more of that.
1: Yeah. Well, look, Alex Garland's been doing okay for himself. Yeah, sure. Um, but the thing is, as much as I like Dredd 3D, it's not a very good Judge Dredd movie. I've been talking about this recently. The Stallone movie, for as much as it gets wrong and as awful as it is, it has the look of Judge Dread down. Uh, and then it like completely squanders that with Rob Schneider's spaghetti robot. But like the look of the judge armor and everything else, like mega city and everything in it, is great in Dread Three D. Doesn't really look at all like that Also it doesn't have any of the weird Wacky humor that the comics do Um Which is kind of a downside but I mean definitely I like the new movie a lot I just wish there yeah. was a better blend Of the two Because Judge Dredd is supposed to be weird and funny And the n- new one was not Hmm Well
2: Speaking of weird and funny Uh huh Sorry, what? What? Huh? Oh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I forgot we were doing a podcast. That's a show. They they put it on the TV in Japan. It's like a cartoon, but it's not for kids. What? Why would you even do that? These cartoons say bad words like "fuck" and "shit" and "piss," and sometimes little <laughs> boy wieners in it. That's not safe for TV or work where I watch this show. I told you not to. I made a mistake. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. George made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, that's Uh. on you. (laughs) So, Yuya runs up to the taxi. Uh, He sees that it is is empty, but uh, his schnoz is telling him that this guy uh, and Josuke and... uh, Koichi is still inside. And he sees a piece of paper on the seat and he's like, okay. It's probably booby trapped. There's a piece of paper stuck in the door. Uh, but he wants me to be afraid he's after after my fears, so like I need to approach this uh of calm. Calm mind and body. So he opens up the door and the, the paper in the door like blows up and had an explosion trapped inside of it. Because I guess this guy could just like trap fire.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Which, like, okay, sure. And then he picks up the paper on the seat, and, like, first scorpions come out of it. Yeah. Why not? And then uh, a chemical, which starts to, like, burn up some of the paper. It'd be really good. And then he
1: finally. If he opened that envelope and the band, the scorpions, came out and just started playing Rock You Like a Hurricane. (laughs) Now, that would be scary.
2: That would be be pretty good. (laughs) All right, uh, and 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 so he opens it up again and gets electrocuted because an entire like shredding machine comes out of this thing and immediately starts sucking up uh, Joe's K and Koichi into the machine. Uh-huh. So like he's trying to pull out, but his hand is too big; he can't like wedge it in there to get them out. And so he he touches his chin, which is his like uh, his fear tell. And he gets turned into paper. But it was all part of the plan. He wanted uh-huh. to become paper. This was his sick desire the entire time.
1: Now I am become paper. Fold me up,
2: daddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, But yeah, so that makes him actually slim enough to, like, get his hand in and pull out Josuke and Koichi. Uh, and they pop out. And Josuke is, uh, like, basically not, like, too happy about this.
1: I really like when the paper just slightly opens and Crazy Diamond's fist comes straight out of it to smack oh, yeah,
2: enigma. Yeah, punches him right in the mouth. Uh, so yeah, uh, he then, like, K starts punching him into the shape of a book. Yeah, I don't
1: really get how this happens. But okay. Well, re-
2: remember he turned that one dude into like he morphed him into the rock. So yeah, uh, you know, sorry, Nicolas Cage and uh, Sean Connery. He turned him in the, into the DVD, really. And then you know he hit his body at the local video store. I gotta tell you, that's like a that's a long term plan. Because when all the blockbusters go out of business, what do you think's happened to that DVD, man?
1: I mean, it'll be sold to somebody for like fifty cents.
2: That's right. Probably probably someone who smokes heavily in their own home. Uh-huh. Uh, that That's going to cling to them. Uh, and then they're going to probably, I don't know, like asphyxiate on something and like then what happens to all of his DVDs? I don't know. They're probably like an ungrateful family member inherits the Marvel and they're like, no, oh, what am I going to yeah. do with this bullshit? This is a copy of The Rock on the DVD. I don't fucking want this. So then he throws it in the trash. Okay. I want out of this bit. (laughs) Alright. I'm letting you know, I kind of like.
1: Look, I was just going to say he morphed him into Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that would have been the end of it. it.
2: Morph him into Dwayne the Rock Johnson's fanny pack. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just in an attic someplace now.
1: By the way, I would just like to mention, if anybody listening to this has not seen, like, one of the original interviews with The Rock, like, when he first became The Rock instead of Rocky Maivia, and you have seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, watch that interview because I am 100% convinced that the character of Dennis is just based on The Rock from that era.
2: I need to do this, then. I've not watched any of those. I've shown it to you before. Oh, well, then maybe I forgot about it. You show me a lot of things. Yeah. I'll show you I'm this Hey! Oh! It's so small. Yeah. Yeah. Just looks like a thimble sitting on top of a Brillo pad.
1: Anyway, Enigma gets turned into a book.
2: I'm sorry, buddy
1: enigma gets turned into a book
2: yeah i uh, would like a face that's made out of letters it's he turns him into
0: oh god the why am I name...
2: no but actually yes uh, <laughs> so like he donates the book to the library and the book's name is Misterioso or enigma uh-huh. i suppose and if you go to the to the library and you request to see the book, uh, they will bring it to you. You can see it. Uh, there's rumors that you could hear the book talk to you, and you're not allowed to leave the library with the book. Yep. So it's a real Angelo sort of thing that we got going on here, which, like, this has only happened that one other time. So, like, the amount of people who have severely crossed Joe's K can be counted on one hand, at least. Uh-huh. But I thought it was interesting that at this point it wasn't one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, they defeated the stand user of the week, and they, like, became a friend.
1: I mean, Enigma did attack his mom, so...
2: Sure. Yeah, like, like I get it. If it's going to happen to another stand user, it makes sense that it's this one. It's just not happened in a very long time. Yeah. So. Anyway, Rohan... Yeah. We'll talk about next episode, because that's pretty much all that happened in this one, uh, oh, yeah. outside of Rohan shenanigans. Uh, No.
1: Well, yeah, Rohan. Talk about what happens to Rohan in this
2: one. Okay, well, so, to kind of go back, he's finally, like I said, he's getting some back action. He made this guy fall into a hole that was burned uh, on the second floor of his, of his house, and it kind of just gets him stuck in there. Yeah. And so he looks at the guy's back... And then his back, like, starts to peel open, and then blood spurts out, and he just dies.
1: So last time you asked if he had to see his clothed back or not, and I say I couldn't remember because for some reason in my mind, I was imagining a part where Rohan was, like, furiously removing his coat, saying, like, (laughs) I have to see the back! I have to see it! Because that seems like a very (laughs) Rohan thing to do, and I'm surprised it It didn't happen.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, so now there's just a dead body here. Yeah.
1: And he's just like, oh, uh, well, this is bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is real bad. And then Rohan starts feeling something crawling up his back. It's a little goblin boy. Yes. Uh, he keeps asking to, like, hang on to his back. Uh, And so, like, this is... uh. So, he, he at first says that, well, okay, it must have been that a stand attacked this guy. Yeah. Not that this guy was a stand user. Not quite right. He was a stand user. This stand, uh, known as Cheap Trick, yep. uh, was born from him. Is it Cheap Trick or t- Cheap Trap? Because I swear to God, my subtitles called him both. Uh,
1: subtitles say Cheap Trap. I don't think they ever said trick in it, but it is Cheap oh. Trick.
2: It was either like mis it was either miswrote in one part and I just kinda like took that with me or I read it wrong or something like that. But yeah, so Cheap Trap uh was born from Tra- that guy, but he couldn't control it. Cheap Cheap Trick is a band. Cheap
1: Trap is not. Trip. If you trap. ever wonder which one is the trap. real one, just think which is the one that had songs on the radio when Iraqi was drawing this
2: and you'll find your answer. Okay. I will mess it up at least 15 more times by the end of this episode. Fucking whatever. I'm just oh, making my peace with this now. Cheap, just gonna embrace it. No, this cheap, is who I am. Cheap trick is a
1: phrase. Like, ah, oh, that was a cheap trick. You don't say, yeah. oh, that was a cheap trap.
2: Well, I think it depends on the situation. I mean, nope. Uh, so I open up a piece of paper and a gun comes out of it. That's a Chief Trap. Sure. I mean, that's just straight up Looney Tunes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's just Daffy Duck painting a gun on a uh, piece of paper.
2: <laughs> my bill gets shot and spins around my head, then I hold up a sign with a screw and a baseball on it.
0: Uh huh.
2: So. <sighs> I. I really don't want to go off on a diatribe but I got something I'm like I'm fighting to hold back on right
1: now might as well start like whatever fuck it, Where'd this fuck it. yeah whatever
2: this is this podcast Uh I had brought up I watched Two Frame Roger Rabbit again uh, oh, boy, to make because I so I had mentioned to you I am shocked how well that movie actually holds up especially, especially because I watched Space Jam recently and that does not hold up at all I refuse
1: to believe
2: that. Space Jam has aged incredibly poorly, uh, whereas Who Friend Roger Rabbit, like it's kind of insane the amount of stuff that they had to do to make that movie work when it oh, came yeah. out. Like just the amount of stuff moving around in that set that they had to sync up with animation is bonkers. The
1: main thing I always remember that blew my mind—that is the part early on when um Roger like smashes through the window. Uh, like the blinds and leaves like a silhouette of himself in it like that's crazy
2: yeah uh just the amount of characters holding actual guns who are cartoons and just the logistics of needing to make sure that these guns move around in a specific choreographed way yeah and it's for, like, characters that are, like, three feet tall. And then, like, listening to the commentary and a lot of it was like, oh, we had to use, like, a bunch of robotic hands and stuff to get things to work. Huh. Uh, A great part of that commentary, too, is the, they had a stand-in for Roger Rabbit who would dress up like Roger Rabbit who would sit <laughs> in a makeup chair. And then they were talking about how, like, yeah, some people on the lot were working on Superman and we overheard them one day going, like, yeah, I saw some of that Roger Rabbit movie that costume i don't think that movie's gonna work (laughs) who
1: um who's on the commentary is it zemeckis
2: uh oh god uh it it was was like seven it was like seven different people i actually think zemeckis might not have been that'd be weird Mm, i need to check again i was sort of like it was on in the background while i was doing some other stuff hold on i've got here
1: i can look I'll see if it says on the case.
0: Okay. It
1: says... Audio commentary with filmmakers Robert Zemeckis,
0: okay. Frank Animal
1: Marshall, Zemeckis. Jeffrey Price, Peter Seaman, Steve Starkey, and Ken Ralston.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, like I said, a lot of people on that commentary track it's probably hard
1: to even tell who anyone is
2: yes i I gave up yeah i gave up very early on uh another good anecdote from that thing was the scene where roger uh drinks the whiskey in the office before he does the silhouette thing like they were approached by a uh i think it was some whiskey maker going like hey we want our brand of whiskey in the film we want that to be the one that roger's drinking like show the bottle and stuff they're like you know, it turns him into, like, a steam whistle, right? They're just like, yeah? <laughs> sure. Your point? Like, we're trying to sell a whiskey. It's a good thing he turns into a steam whistle. <laughs> yeah. Shit gets you drunk! Yeah. Anyway, no, I I brought it up, and my coworker's just like, yeah, I hate that movie.
1: Right. You work with yeah. a lot of real idiots.
2: <laughs> He's gonna listen to the dude's the best part.
1: I don't care. <laughs> I don't work with him. Uh hey, uh did you ever read about the book of Roger Rabbit? like the stuff that um... changed from the movie?
2: no but i'm 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 aware that there's a book, and I know that there was a lot of things different about it, but it's been a while since I've like made myself familiar with like the specifics of that well from one thing
1: uh Roger Rabbit dies like the whole thing is who killed Roger Rabbit oh right um and also just in general, it's weird and not good
2: <laughs> well, look if you want a good uh Like commentary track, the Roger Rabbit one I thought was like super interesting, especially from the standpoint of them explaining like scene by scene how they made stuff work. Yeah, like so much of that is 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 interesting interesting when. Yeah, like when you're approaching it from like, okay, how the fuck do you get this piano scene to work with Daffy and Donald? And it's like, well, we had to have this guy come in and basically he records all the piano strokes, and then we had to time it very precisely. So it was like the music would match up with what we want, with how the interplay with the characters would go, and then had to lay the animation over that and have the animation frame exactly so their fingers are hitting the keys. And
1: Do they mention um, why Donald Duck appears to say the N-word <laughs> in that scene?
2: <laughs> no, but they do mention that uh, the animators for Betty Boop made her flash Great. at one point, and they had to remove a few frames. <laughs> they were like they they did that all the time back in the day because you couldn't like slow animation down frame by frame and catch stuff like that. But then by the time Roger Rabbit came around, you definitely could, so they caught that in editing and had to remove it. Yeah, <laughs> which is
1: awesome. But I mean, there's that yeah, whole just... thing about um, Jessica Rabbit and the one scene like on the Laserdisc yeah. version, you can freeze frame it. Even though, like I've seen that and I. I think people are seeing what they
2: want to see there, but there there is so much talk in that commentary about Jessica Rabbit's boob physics. <laughs> of them specifically mentioning like, okay, we want this sexy cartoon character, but we can't go into like the uncanny valley, which would be super easy to do. And like trying to figure out her movement specifically was very difficult because of the way that like breasts would move when 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 walking and Yeah, it's this whole thing of, like, basically, we reversed the boob physics, so instead of her tits moving down when they should move down, they move up, and that makes her sexy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking bizarre. There's, like, a lot of them talking about how, like, pissed off Disney was that they made cartoons swear. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. (laughs) It's, yeah. Yeah. And like also, unsurprisingly, Disney not very cool with all the alcohol consumption in the movie, but it, which ah. makes it surprising to me that they got away with as much of it as they did. Like they stood their ground and made the movie they wanted to make.
1: Yeah, about the part where uh, baby Herman like goes under the dress and then, like comes out with like a Damn. wet finger. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Ooh, Free and Roger Rabbit's really good.
2: Yes, it is. I legitimately cannot believe that anybody would think that that is a bad movie, but whatever. <laughs> it's no, like his opinion, I guess. Like when you're a
1: kid, you can watch it and be like, ah, Roger Rabbit's funny, it's goofy. And when you're an adult, you're like, man, this is like, Bob Hoskins is a treasure. I, everything about yes. him in this movie is perfect. And, oh, I love it.
2: A lot of what makes that movie work is how well he sells everything. yeah. like acting in the absence of human beings in many of his scenes that's right like look at
1: the star wars prequels and those people having to act with tennis balls or whatever and some people would say like ah there's no real way to actually do that and make it convincing look at bob hoskins in who framed roger rabbit he knew how to do it yeah. You know why? Because Bob Hoskins uh, is better than any actor in the Star Wars prequels. And yes, I'm including Ewan McGregor.
2: Be nice to Ewan.
1: I like Ewan McGregor a lot. He's no
2: Bob Hoskins. I Well, look, he d- he's definitely, you said like the, the one best. thing I can't argue with. He's factually not Bob Hoskins. Well, no, he's
1: not. But... He's definitely the best of anyone in the prequels Except for maybe Liam yeah. Neeson When he says The room is flooding with poison gas But other than that Well in Hank area is Watto Obviously um, The room is flooding with poison gas We gotta get out of here <laughs> The room
2: is flooding with poison gas Yeah uh, Don't worry We'll use our lightsabers to cut our way out Forgot my lightsaber on the ship. Oh no! I would love Don Knotts as Qui Gon Jinn. <laughs> uh, so Rohan has a little boy on his back, <laughs> yep. uh, telling him to burn them all. How did we get
1: here? Burn. Them. And you might I ask yourself, know. how did we get here? This isn't my beautiful chochos. This is not my beautiful stand. Your co-worker sucks, though. Seriously. <laughs> Whoever it is that's listening to this now, rewatch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You might have seen it when you were too young and not appreciated it fully. Watch it now. If you still don't like it, unsubscribe. They're completely argument serious was, about this.
2: Their argument was that they watched it... They're much younger than me, and so their argument was basically like, well, I've watched a lot of movies where humans and cartoon characters are interacting. They're just much better because they've had time and technology to make them so that watching Who and Roger Rabbit seems old and bad. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> Look, I agree. I like them a whole lot. This person is my friend. <laughs> I they're not my movies, I don't care I have I no
1: know. dog in this race I'm telling you they are wrong <laughs> and they are stupid for having that
2: opinion I don't disagree with that they're wrong they're totally wrong okay they're a hundred percent wrong this is like the one of the worst takes I've heard in my life still appreciate the hell out of them J- Jacob we're
1: still friends Jacob I don't like you we're still friends it's okay I don't have to deal with Jacob in daily life. <laughs> So, whatever.
2: Oh no. Okay. Well, you know, the good thing is Jacob is Jacob is very good about taking things in good spirits. Look, so sorry I'm sure
1: that who
0: framed yeah, Roger I'm sure Rabbit
1: you... does not have a part where Bob Hoskins' arm stretches out so he can do a slam dunk from half court
0: and plays <laughs> I
1: believe I can fly. There's nothing like that in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I'll admit, that's a strike against it. But, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is much better than Space Jam. Have,
2: have you ever paid any fucking mind to the crowd in the audience in Space Jam? No. Their PS1-era, like, cardboard cutout fill-in graphics that they make kind of move side to side. That's great.
1: I will say, I have not that... watched Space Jam since I was on VHS, so...
2: Look, if you want to get into like, okay, this like, Space Jam fucking sucks. Is is the thing that I'm trying to get at?
0: Space Jam is fucking
2: trash. That, no, it is entertaining trash. Oh, okay. It is so ludicrous that that movie even exists. For what it is, like, look, I don't, I don't regret watching it recently. I still had a good time with it. Okay. But that movie has not aged well period now yes are you telling me that you can't appreciate
1: the Pulp Fiction parody with Yosemite Sam
2: (laughs) no that's good
1: happens it's just like
2: there there are good gags in that movie there Wayne Wayne Knight yes flies around the court like a balloon Uh uh-huh there's good bits in space jam it's just it looks really bad i like the, the animation has aged incredibly poorly
1: like one maybe one of the best things in that movie is something that involves no cartoons and it's just the part where they're golfing at the beginning and they're talking about how there are no white basketball players there any good <laughs> and someone says like larry bird he's like no larry's not white larry's clear like, that's maybe the best joke in the whole movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, God. So, I'm pretty sure we're done with this episode. Huh? No. I think. Wait, wait, I'm well, pretty sure. He's, uh,
1: uh, uh, he gets Cheap Trick on his back. Yeah. I, I think
0: this uh, is what oh, Cheap Trick and, does uh... tell him.
1: Like, hey, if you want to get rid of me, just show me to somebody else, and then you'll die, yeah. and I'll be on them.
2: And also, Hayato's got a uh, camcorder and he's going to go film his uh, dad doing t- dad stuff, I guess. I don't know. S- fucking I thought kid. that was next episode. It's the cliffhanger on this one. Oh. I watched them all tonight, so I'm caught up. Okay. Tonight. I saw some cartoons today. Uh, that weren't Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: Manga anime differences. Ugh. Uh, oh boy, it's there are the a lot. I make every time we get to this bit. <laughs> I'm not gonna read all of these. Because a lot of these are just, because it's all this one chunk, it's more of those move this to this episode and.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, r- remove the taxi driver being confused about where he is after coming out of the paper.
2: It's a good uh, removal. No, they should have kept that in. I, no, I kinda like him just being totally cool with everything. <laughs> All right. i think that's actually funnier that's a better bit oh. than him coming out but who where am
0: i yeah. Ooh.
2: okay sure
1: oh changed how yuya rescued josuke and kuichi when he became paper in the manga he was somehow attached to josuke and kuichi's papers which allowed him to open them in the anime, turning him into paper allowed Highway Star to split itself into multiple sheets, being thin enough to grab Josuke and Koichi's paper out of the shredder. Oh, okay, come on, anime. Removed mm-hmm. Echoes saying, Let's kill Daho the What? They took out his catchphrase. Ah, Suda, i see you in my office. <laughs> Uh, Didn't show the names and addresses in Rohan's phone book Which includes Jotaro, Joseph, Tonio, Okuyasu, and Josuke I like how uh, Rohan has Tonio in his phone book Even though I don't know that they've ever really interacted Except for that one scene that everybody was gathered around in Yeah Um, uh, Hmm. Oh yeah, added a brief scene of Kira walking home from work To lead into the My Dad Is Not My Dad arc And added Hayato running across the town The video camera determined to film the imposter Disguised as his dad
2: Episode
1: 34 July 15th Thursday Part 4 This is the last one of the Thursday saga Hooray
2: Koichi's going over to his buddy Rohan's house Uh huh Rohan's got a monkey on his back One of those days Everybody's got something to hide Except for me and my monkey. Yeah, so Rohan's like, Hey, I'm being attacked by a stand. The stand is on my back. I cannot show you my back. That would be a bad time. And then Koichi kind of being a shitty friend. And just being like, Yeah, okay, good one, buddy. This is one of my least
1: favorite things in, like, TV and movies. The whole character doesn't believe another character, even though they totally should.
2: Yeah. There's no reason for Koichi not to believe that something is happening. There are numerous times in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure where to make the plot happen, a character has to, like, be in total disbelief over something that is less weird than shit that they have been exposed to, usually moments prior. Uh Uh-huh. Koichi was just paper, and he cannot believe that there is a stand on someone's back that prevents them from showing him his back. Yeah. Yeah. So I he's mean, outrageous being a shitty friend basically.
1: On the other hand Rohan it, out of all of the people in this group Rohan is the one who would probably try to pull something although it, in this yes. case like I think it's still stupid that he does not believe it but yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah Koichi even uh, says something believes. like he, he's like sensei you're always doing stuff like this you're always trying to mess <laughs> yeah. with me Which makes me think there's just stuff the show or manga didn't show where Rohan is just constantly pranking Koichi, which I kind of like the idea of.
2: Yeah, me too, but still, like, Koichi even mentions, like, oh, we were in the midst of, like, a multi-pointed attack from Kira's dad. Now's a bad time to be fucking with us about being attacked, like... If this were a multi-pronged thing, and they were going after all the people that Koichi's dad knows as a threat to his son, Rohan would be included in that. And Kira's dad, you mean? Uh, yeah, my bad. But still, like, yes. Koichi should have been able to intuit at the—yeah, I don't know. Koichi's being a shithead. <laughs> yeah. And it, even Rohan's just like, you know, I didn't call those shitbags Okuyasu Josuke because they fucking suck. But you suck too, you are leaving me to die Yep like, so, yeah, I thought you
1: were the one that I could actually depend on And thanks a lot
2: Flip some double birds And then Koichi leaves Uh-huh Uh. And well, so we, also, um...
1: he tries to show him He's like, oh no, wait the, Just look up here, there's a body up here But there's no body but He oh, looks in right. the hole and finds a tiny shriveled I'm gonna call him Richard Elfman Because you kept doing that <laughs> Yeah
2: it's like, and then, like, little... Gucci just looks at it and is like, it's a good prop. Yep.
1: Good job making that, Rohan.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, God. So, uh, elsewhere, Kira is in a, uh, in a subway car and he's trying to suppress his urge to kill this chick and her horrible boyfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah, both of uh, them are pretty horrible, out. really. They're, yeah, they're terrible. Uh, they bump into him and, like, knock out a, uh like, a fingernail clipper with a bowling pin on it and start telling him he's a geek for having this sick bowling pin nail clipper.
1: Yeah, and here, I think, is the first time you get a new Kira theme, and it's great. Like, all of Kira's mm. themes are great, but this one's, like, this brown, brown or something that... I can't remember exactly how it goes right now, but it's really yeah. cool. Uh,
2: and then, so that's all we get, uh, for Kira. For a little bit, we could come back to him. Uh... But Rohan is attempting to make his way across town uh, without showing anyone his back, so he's, like, sidling along and everything. And uh, he gets to a crosswalk, and he oh, starts considering, you, like...
1: You skip one of the best parts, which is when Rohan leaves his house, and a guy drives... I think it's a mailman or something oh, goes by right. on a bike. And he's like, Hey, Rohan, I love your manga. Will you draw a nude next time? A nude girl! <laughs>
2: leaves... Surely, Iraqi understands the artist's plight. Yep. Just fuck freaks coming up to us constantly going, Draw naked ladies!
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: Or that that or put a dong on this lady! (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Always those two questions.
0: Yep.
2: They're always followed up with, Do I gotta pay for this? Free, right? For exposure! Ah, come on, be cool, draw a penis on this broad for exposure. I have a lot of followers who would love to see dongs on chicks. Uh Uh-huh.
1: It's a good Shadman impression.
2: (laughs) That's his name? Yes, Shadman. Okay. Okay. Uh Except all the chicks in this case would be like five years old. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the... Look, Chapman's been banned on a few sites, gonna say for good reason. I don't know anything about him
1: <laughs> except for something about he like- Buddha.
2: He likes drawing a lot of uh, cartoon characters who are very explicitly underaged and then covering them with, like, tattoos, making them chain smoke, and, like, get fucked all the time.
1: Look, I'm okay with some of that.
2: <laughs> oh, no, what one's? well the parts don't answer that no no we need to move on with this podcast
1: (laughs) the parts that I'm cutting you uh, off other than being underage the
2: rest of it's alright oh my god how much porn did he draw of Hayato what I'm just considering this I said other than
1: being underage yes
2: I know I'm just saying knowing Shadman how much of that is out there what did he do
1: I see what you mean I thought you said how much I draw of it I'm like man I don't
2: draw (sighs) anything anymore no, uh, don't, like actually, I don't know a lot of, of the specifics about Shadman. I just know that there is a lot of accusations of pedophilia against him, and I have a, some vague idea that he draws a lot of characters who are specifically represented as being underage. Like, All right. actually, I don't. I'm trying to think of like if I know a good example, but I definitely don't. I know he did like a flex tape porn parody thing recently, though. Like In that's what? my familiarity with Shadman's work. Yeah. It was the Flex Tape guy using Flex Tape on a goth chick with big boobs. don't know what Flex Tape is. Well, so JonTron did a video about it, if you want to look that up, I'm sure I'll tell you <laughs> all you need to know about Flex Tape, and about the superiority of white blood.
1: Yes, I was just about to say, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to learn about Flex Tape if it also means I'm going to learn about the Mexican enclaves that are going to take over the US.
2: <laughs> it's. Side note, JonTron briefly trended on Twitter a few days ago while I was up and it was because for the first time in 11 months he's posted a video and it's a fucking advertisement for Flex Tape. Great. Yeah. That's sad in a lot of ways. Uh,
1: I think it's great because it means that people don't care about JonTron anymore.
2: Yeah. 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 Anyway... Yeah, I I don't know a whole hell of a lot about Man. There's some controversy around him and underage characters, that's about all I know. That, in that, like, Cintiq video that was just, like, uh, here's how I draw a woman. Uh, First, I had a big penis, and I draw super fucking good on my Cintiq. Oh, that was him? No, that was somebody doing a parody of him. Oh. Okay. It wasn't actually him. Alright. It would have been funnier if it was, but it was not actually him. Anyway, that's enough about that. Back to the business. And
1: that's Rohan all trying to cross I have a, to say about that.
2: That's uh, right. Rohan's trying to figure out how to cross a intersection without showing his back. And my first like thought was, "Oh, he would crab walk, of course." Yeah. But instead, he does one better, which is he presses his back against another man's back and like mimics his movement, so he's like walking backwards. Uh-huh. Um, the guy doesn't
1: seem to find anything strange about this until Cheap Trick starts talking to him.
2: Yeah, he just starts going like, hey, psst, you're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch.
1: By the way, My name's <laughs> <laughs> I, would fucking like, fight. I would like to mention how great the voice actor for Cheap Trick is. Yeah, I love it. He's really great. It reminds me a lot of um Boingo.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, so yeah, he's trying to go. With this guy to like uh, turn around and face Rohan, and then Rohan uses Heaven's Door on the guy and makes it so he can't like turn around for one minute.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And apparently, uh, then he it gets takes into... a full
1: minute to like cross that crosswalk <sighs> because once he gets to the other side, he turns around and Rohan's gone.
2: Yeah, that's a wide uh, street. So then they they end up in an alley uh, near. Actually, it's it's the alley. Well, you don't know uh, that Remy's at first.
0: Alley.
2: Yeah, we, we find that out in a bit, but he's surrounded by a bunch of cats and dogs, and it turns out at some point, Cheap Trick told all these cats and dogs that Rohan loves murdering animals. Yeah.
1: Because Cheap Trick can talk to the animals, just like a Mr. Dr. Doolittle.
2: Hmm. Eddie Murphy.
1: <laughs>
2: yep. That's it. So He was the only person uh, the cap- to ever
1: play Dr. Dolittle.
2: That's right. As far as I know, that's true. Checks out. Yep. So, all the dogs and cats start attacking him. Uh, Rohan can't use Heaven's Door enough to get rid of all these animals. Uh, but thankfully, Echo's Act 3 shows up, and then Koichi's just like, You know, I hung around your house afterwards, and you kept act- acting like a weirdo. Just mm-hmm. like a strange, strange man. And so I figured, like, maybe something is up with him.
1: I mean, that is a good decision from Koichi, but really he should have maybe gotten involved yes.
0: quicker.
2: Yeah. So Koichi uses his stand to try to pull Cheap Trick off, but by doing so, it still starts to peel open Rohan's back. Yeah. Uh, so he can't just just be removed. Uh, so then Rohan starts losing it, and he's just like... Hey, man, you want to see something cool? <laughs> I love this part. I love creepy <laughs> Rohan. Hey, Koichi, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> it's my own. Yeah. Yeah, so he steps out, shows his back to Koichi, and Cheap Trick thinks that he's got him, but it turns out they're in Remy's alley, like I said, and in that alley, if you turn around, then that, like those, like, ethereal arms and stuff will come out and they'll grab you and pull you into the afterlife. Uh-huh. So they do this to, to Cheap Trick, uh, but then Rohan does something really cool. Yes. The uses Heaven's Door to write in Cheap Trick that he's going to go to hell.
1: Yep, he's like, I don't know if heaven or hell actually exists, but just make sure I'm going to write this in your
2: forehead. Fucking A. Um, Rohan is a cool dude in this part of this episode
1: Rohan is a cool dude in general He's just eh, uh, he's, all right. he's very uh, Unreliable and crazy
2: Yeah The wild card Sure Shows Let's up says a cowboy
1: He's gonna cut the brakes and jump out the back of the <laughs> t- truck
2: yeah. Uh, So Uh, that being that, we then catch up with, uh, Kira, who has now busted into the apartment of that, uh, woman and her boyfriend from earlier. Yep. Turns the boyfriend basically into the tumor guy from Videodrome before blowing him up.
1: Oh, I was gonna say he does a, um, Hokuto Shinken move on him because he sort of swells up like, uh, yeah, like you're already dead style.
2: That's true. He does. Uh, so yeah, he blows up. Yep, and just then he completely. starts talking to this chick, yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, cut my nails, like, but, but don't make it weird. Just cut my nails."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So she does, uh, begging for her life, and then he's just like, "Oh, you know, you're just my type. Uh, your boyfriend was going to give you earrings. I made earrings out of his ears. These are for you." <laughs> Kira is such a dick bag. Yeah, he is, and then he he blows her up all except for his uh, her hand, and uh, we see that Hayato was filming the whole thing through uh, the crack in the front door because mm-hmm. Kira, an idiot, forgot to lock the door. Yeah, and then uh, as Kira is leaving, he notices Hayato running off. It takes him a full minute to piece together what happened. Mm-hmm. Then he blows the hand up like fucking great, now I gotta go take care of this kid. Yep. And then uh weirdest thing, the rest of my episode just like cut off. Oh. Um, Hi. I don't know. There's a part uh high toes in the bathtub, and I don't know, the episode just cut off just ended. Oh. Okay. Actually, so because I was watching this at work, I had to get through the episode. I understood that that was the part I should skip because it's not appropriate. So uh, I have not actually had a chance to catch up with what happened here, but enough happens in the next episode that I kind of have like a decent idea that basically Kira says, hey, I know you were there. And the kid says like, "Uh, yeah, I filmed everything. Yep. And then Kira's like, no one's going to believe that footage. Come on, dude. And he's like, but guess what? I'm filming everything in here too bitch and i don't know why
1: that matters
2: i don't either like
1: just explode the other camera in here
2: yeah yeah but yeah so i understand they have a they have a bit of a scuffle and it's a bit of this one-up thing of like oh well i got this evidence uh oh, well that doesn't matter exactly i got this oh well, i got this and,
1: yep. yeah yeah basically
2: but it's a but it sort of doesn't matter anyway with the way the next episode starts. so
1: well the main thing is he figures that he can turn one of his strands of hair into a bomb and then with a small uh. explosion it'll just look like he hit his head on the bathtub, which is then strange later when he hides the body. but
0: yeah yeah
1: it, in fact, it actually has a line where he says something like it'll, it'll look like he just slipped in his head on a bathtub. That's a common accident in our culture. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, dude.
2: Rohan's such a goon.
1: You mean Kira? Uh,
2: yeah, Kira. I'm sorry. I. They're both like fucking terrible people for very different reasons.
0: Yeah.
2: And yet, and yet, I love them for how terrible they are at times. Less so with Kira. Because Kira is just straight up a creep. Mm-hmm. Like, Rohan, when he does terrible things, it's still, like, kind of funny, and I can't... look. Like, it's a fictional character. But, like, I can't stay mad at him, like, that general sort of feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The stuff he does is less reprehensible. But whatever. Just right. read the manga-anime differences.
1: Um. Let's see. This just more changing order of stuff removed the scene with Rohan taping band-aids over his ears to block Cheap Trick's chatter he taunts Cheap Trick for being so weak it can't even rip the band-aids off his ears that That wouldn't even work what the fuck I don't know it's
0: Rohan (laughs)
2: Rohan's (laughs) a special boy
1: (laughs) okay I really wish this had been in here. Removed Rohan falling asleep and Cheap Trick taking advantage of the situation by calling multiple people using the phone on Rohan's desk. Five people (laughs) barged open the front door... Five people barged the front door open behind behind Rohan while he's asleep, including a pizza delivery man, a sushi delivery man, someone delivering (laughs) one-one-kin Chinese noodles a rice wholesaler delivering a Koshihikari order, and a firefighter. They ask if (laughs) Rohan is home, and Cheap Trick impersonates him by telling them to enter the room. Rohan luckily wakes up and turns around before they see his back. He pays them all and shoos them out of the house before deciding to go to Morio Hotel.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, good gag. So Cheap Trick couldn't take off band-aids on his ears, but he could dial the phone?
2: Hmm... Hmm... Hold on, let me do the JoJo math and see if this adds up. And just carry the one, and it's okay, I'll subtract that, and it's... Oh This he... is just a picture of Speedwagon telling me to go with it.
1: Oh, here's another thing, um, that I thought was weird. Apparently, there's an explanation for here for this that I missed. Added a scene of Jotaro passing by Hayato while he's running away from Kira. Jotaro investigates Satoru's apartment due to him and Minako being on the report of runaways and missing people. Jotaro finds a stain of blood on the floor and suspects Kira. See, I didn't know why Jotaro showed up there.
2: Yeah, that didn't make sense to me either, and I actually, like, did not bother to take a note about it because I wasn't sure why that scene existed. Yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah, because... The... it also doesn't come up again.
1: no. And the girl mentions something about being a runaway, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she
2: she says like she stole her dad's money or something like that and uh yeah. her they're in like her boyfriend's apartment and yeah, they it's brought up, but again, it doesn't really make sense in the actual context of the episode. It doesn't make sense why Jotaro would be checking there. Yeah, like th- that specifically like they don't do anything to sort of bridge that. Yeah. So, All right, here we yeah. go. Another One Bites the Dust, Part 1. Happy Kira is flying along. He's very concerned. Uh-huh. Uh, because like he mention, overheard... By the yep. way,
1: uh, Jojo uh-huh. Wiki includes the romanization of all of the uh, episode titles. I like how Another One Bites the Dust, Part 1, is listed here as Anaza One Baitsa Dasuto Sono One.
0: Oh
2: boy! <laughs> well That's how it is. Like that. Oh boy! <sighs> Thank you, Jojo Wiki. Well, it's so, true. That's that's it, actually how mm-hmm. it would be
1: pronounced. I it's understand. With,
2: don't yes, act like this I
1: follow is... you. Jojo Wiki does a lot of
2: stupid things. This one is not their fault. Look, someone spent time typing that all up. Time that they wasted in their life. A life that is finite; they will never get that time back. That is how they spent it. They t- forfeited part of their mortality to figuring that out and typing it in.
1: That's time they could have spent typing up the pseudo notes for this, but nope. Yep. This is a well, very it's not short like they summary. typed it on the up Wiki well too, anyway, considering how much. So,
2: Papakira uh, he overheard Remy and Rohan. Uh, discussing the pictures that he took of Hayato and totally not Kira. And uh, she pointed out, like, oh, you know, this kid looks kind of weird, and I got a bad feeling about this guy. Yep. Uh, So meanwhile, Kira's getting out of the bath, uh, and his wife is wondering where Hayato is, and she notices that his fingers, uh, Kira's fingers are bleeding. And as I noted here, oh, I guess Hayato is dead now, because his body (laughs) is in the closet. Yep. So, uh, it turned out that, like, when Hayato was running away, I think Kira, like, to me it looked like he snapped his neck.
1: No, nah, he, he did the head explosion thing that I had mentioned. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, you had brought that up, and and so I guess that's what actually went down, but yeah, he makes it look like an accident. Uh, but then he, like, shoos his wife away, because, again, he threw the body in the closet. Yeah. For whatever he, reason. He's a smart uh, and guy. And then starts, like, bite his nails until they bleed. Yeah, which uh, so no.
1: as we've brought up multiple times you know there's uh, Hirohiko Araki saw a movie and decided to write it into his comic this time it was a combination of he saw Pulp Fiction and Groundhog Day possibly on the same day and he was like ah I've got it I'm going <laughs> to have the same uh... day repeat and also I'm going to show all this other stuff out of order
2: Yeah. Uh, Also, the biting your fingernails until they bleed thing, my mom does that. Yeah? Her fingers look fucked. Right. Like, her fingernails start, like, halfway down where a fingernail would normally be. Uh. Which has maybe contributed to part of my fear and just general, like, like, I get grossed out by nail stuff, because I had to grow up looking at that my entire life. Look, I love my mom. I, I love my mom, but come on, mom. Stop!
0: Don't you do listen to this?
2: No. Good. No. Unlike Jacob, who listens to this, I don't but, care. Unsubscribe. I'm so sorry, Jacob. Please don't bite your fingernails until they bleed because of this episode. All right. Uh, so, yeah, she has always had a nervous habit with biting her nails, and I used to as well, and I actually stopped because I kind of saw how bad she got with it, and, yeah,
1: it's... I bite my nails, and I keep them really short, but not to the point where they bleed or anything.
2: Oh, no. I I never... I have not bit into a nail in probably a decade. I should, it's fun. No, thank you. (laughs) Love it. Actually, kind of makes, like, my skin crawl when I think about it. Oh, that's I'm being great. honest, but, uh, but yeah, so he's, he's biting them until his, uh, nail bleeds and his dad's just there, just talking to him and it's just going like, uh, Rohan's on your trail. Uh, this is really bad. You need to get the hell out of Dodge.
1: Uh-huh. And Kira's like, no, I will never leave Mario ever.
2: Yeah. Gripping onto his dad's picture, which causes the stand arrow to push very deep into his hand. Uh-huh traveling up his arm out of his shoulder into his neck yep it's a bad scene well at the
1: moment but then he gets a cool new power out of it
2: oh yeah so uh haito is the next day he is now alive uh kira has sick hair now and it's just uh it's hella chill you know just uh found his center
1: that's one of my favorite things, is that he changes his hair color and style completely by just brushing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: which, like, I wonder if that sort of implies that, like, that was this dude's hair, like, the whole time, just he never combed it or anything. Like, no. it was different at the root of the hair or something like that. I, yeah.
1: I don't think it's so. Weird. I think it's maybe just more like Kira is a master of disguise. You know, it's like Pistachio disguise He's turtly enough for the turtle club.
2: Oh, boy. He's a bad man. Oh, man. Look, he's gotten... Kira's, this, Kira's bad at everything he does. Look, he, he disguised my right dis- by
1: guys and they didn't know who he was. So, he's
2: okay at it. I suppose. So, Kira uh, leaves for work. Um... Well, like, so there's this whole thing here that, that kind of keeps coming up because you mentioned Groundhog's Day. So to establish a few things about what ends up repeating in a pattern, a boss breaks, a telephone rings, and I think those are the only two specific things, right? It's dude just, on the news the boss... is, like, yawning Oh, dude on the something. news coughing. Coughing, yeah. Yeah, coughing. And then the time being established as 7.55 in the morning. Yep. So, so uh, Kira leaves for work. High toe checks to see if the coast is clear, but it's kind of just like a ruse. Kira is like standing on the other side of the doorway and it's just like, oh, this is walk halfway to school with you I'm on my way to my job. Mm-hmm. So they're walking along, and uh, Kira's just like, oh, you know, it's uh, been a real roller coaster of a week. A lot of ups and downs, you know, but it's, uh, things are looking up Kira. Oh, haha, <laughs> did I mention my real name? Oh, whoops. Uh, uh sort of slipped on out of there. <laughs> By the way, if I wanted you dead, you'd already be dead. So, you know, don't stress or anything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, look on look on the positive side of things. Always thinking positive, you know? Like I always say, too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> yep. Hashtag <laughs> blessed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's saying he's got like a new power that makes him superior to everybody else. Uh and that is the power of Pepsi. Yes. A lot
1: of prominent Pepsi product placement here.
2: Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fucking god, yes. There's specifically a location that keeps coming up, the Pepsi Tower! Uh Uh-huh. Lightning
1: will strike near the Pepsi sign.
2: I need to know if this was actually in the comic, because the comic actually has so many brands that needed to be changed for the show, and yet now, it is just Pepsi. Yeah, outright
1: Pepsi. It had to have actually been a Pepsi sign, because I bet that was probably an actual place that Araki just copied for the book.
2: This is on the same level of, like, cross-promotion in anime as Code Geass and Pizza Hut. Yeah. Where there were just Pizza Hut signs everywhere, and everyone was eating Pizza Hut. (laughs) Now it's just like, we're going to meet up at Pepsi Tower. Oh, lightning's going to strike over Pepsi Tower. Here's five different establishing shots of Pepsi Tower. Yeah, it is really
1: strange they didn't change this. They they must have had a deal with Pepsi.
2: Hey, Koichi, we gonna meet up later for a cool, refreshing Pepsi? (laughs) Fuck. So, yeah, uh, Haito's like, not sure what to do about any of this because Kira's basically just laid out, like, okay, I'm untouchable, I'm freakishly chill about everything now, and I'm not going to kill you, but, yo, I could totally kill you. Uh-huh. And then Rohan shows up uh, wearing something. <laughs> sure. It's a good... If you're, if it's you're a, a good child, child and you're listening to this podcast, if a man rolls up to you wearing what Rohan is wearing, I'm going to say don't talk to him. If, if you're anybody really and a stranger comes up to you dressed like this, just walk the other way. Uh huh. Nothing good is going to come of it. Um.
1: Pepsi is in the original manga. I am sending you a picture now. That is definitely.
2: This is insane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is. Man, what if. Pepsi was so integral to this part of the story that they must have sought out the promotion to make it work in the anime. Yeah. What, what, if the pe- all right. what if
1: Pepsi Man is a stand? I mean, I could believe
2: it. Because he looks like one. He does. Does that mean he's the stand of that guy in the Pepsi Man FMVs? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, boy. All right, well... I mean, he is in Japan.
1: I like how I uh, image-searched Jojo Pepsi, and for one thing get a whole lot of images of some lady. I don't know who this is. I'm guessing someone named Jojo. And then also I get a panel of the comic of a pet shop pulling the eyeball
0: out of the dog.
2: Jesus. And also, please, her name is Jojo Pepsi. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know. Rohan has this. Oh, my God. Rohan's outfits, man there there it's literally runway fashion and the thing about runway fashion it's never supposed to be worn out in public it's an art thing you do your little turn on the catwalk and that's it rohan though he embraces the lifestyle man yeah just realized uh, the world is a catwalk just realized rohan
1: i might have muted myself when i was sending you that picture of the pepsi because oh, I have boy. mute my microphone to left control, and so I had to control C and control V that to. Okay. Uh, How about so, this? So if I cut out during that, that was my fault. Apologies. I was going to say.
2: I was going to say, why don't we just take this back? No. A minute to impossible. You. Take it back to before I mentioned Rohan pulling up and just say that the, the Pepsi thing is in the comic.
1: It doesn't matter because you still would have been coming through. It's fine it's fine
0: Uh, uh, at most i was
1: uh, muted for like two or three seconds so you're just making this longer
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, well so uh okay don't speak to rohan uh okay yeah so rohan's just like hey i got this picture i want to show you you're in you're in my picture Mm -hmm. i took i took a picture of you little boy can you tell me about what you were doing on that day with the camcorder Yeah, tell Rohan all about it. Is this your dad? (laughs) What's your dad like? I want to meet that dad. Yep. Uh, So Rohan's not messing around, he just uses Heaven's Door on the kid, and says and so, look, I thought I would just casually look into this child is a line that nobody should ever say under any circumstance ever. Yep. (laughs) So here's the thing I don't get, though. He, yeah.
1: he, he uses Heaven's Door on Hayato, and he sees inside uh-huh. him, like, all of this stuff that hasn't happened yet, and I don't get why that's in there.
2: So, I think that, so I have a theory about this. He hasn't repeated this morning yet. Or has he, and no. this is maybe, like, so, well, hear me out on this. He may have already repeated this, and we did not see the first cycle of this playing out. The conditions are still the same, though. They may actually be playing out slightly differently. I
1: don't think they did because, because when... otherwise he would have gone the same path and Kira probably... For one thing, Kira is aware of how many times it's repeating because he says later on, like, oh, this must have happened uh, three times, maybe four. So yeah, he's aware of it, and he this first time he does not seem to mention anything about it happening before.
2: I mean, but that's... the thing is he maybe because there's a part where he mentions too kind of quizzically like oh is this day repeating again so i wonder if like maybe he just wasn't aware the first time because he didn't notice that rohan got blown up or like hayato for whatever reason didn't like let on that something happened maybe it took hayato a cycle before he started to like become aware of it
1: i don't know because again he probably would have done the same thing the first time because uh they would have run into Rohan. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I the, think the way, the the way I time, took though. this
2: the the way I took this was that being inside of him meant that it had already taken place in a previous cycle, and so it is part of the past as detailed in his experiences. The other possibility I suppose could be that since he is displaced in time, that it is for whatever reason fucking with what Heaven's Door is able to read. But, like, specifically that his book mentions Rohan also dies. Yeah. Like, in past tense, made it seem as if, though, this has happened before. Rohan did die. That is why it is in Hayato's book. Maybe. Or, maybe it's just
1: that Araki thought that would be a really cool thing, and you know what? He was right.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, actually, that is the real reason why this takes place the way it does, but... Yeah, if you're looking for like an in-world explanation, I think it's plausible that like this could be the second time everything's happened and we didn't see the first time. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh yeah, it, when Rohan is reading into him, he's seeing stuff that takes place in the future, it lines up including his death uh, and because, the because striking the Pepsi sign. That's right. It's very ominous. Really, uh, just as uh, beautiful as a shot as lightning striking the uh, clock tower in Back to the Future. Just uh, you know, gonna stick with me the rest of my Is life. Is Jacob that seen Back to the future?
0: future? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, no I don't idea. care.
2: I'm afraid to broach the subject of all the good movies with him at this point because I can't be heartbroken twice. Yeah, it's
1: just kind of. <laughs> show it to him, and then he'll show up the next day like, I don't get it, why'd the
2: Libyans have plutonium? (laughs) Look, man, I don't normally get, like, personally offended when people don't like things that I like. I actually think that that is a fucking shitty, like, trait for people to have. It drives me insane when I say, like, oh, I don't like this thing, and someone takes it personally. Like, whatever, you didn't make it. Like,
1: don't... I don't... Be offended. I, I don't take it personally But I will definitely think that person is dumb as hell <laughs> Which I do In the case of Roger Rabbit
2: <laughs> Well this is like one of the few times Where I've been very bad But look The Roger Rabbit knife cuts deep No, sure And when he listens to this I want him to understand That he hurt me
0: mm.
2: uh, Now that's a uh, yeah, that's a huge pet peeve of mine, though. Just people who get people have to like fucking white knight the things that they like. I guess it, it me nuts. Uh,
1: that's not what white knight means. Anyway, um, whatever. Yes. Look, uh, I'm curious... tired.
2: There's still an episode and a half of JoJo's to go.
1: Not really. Rohan
2: gets exploded. Oh no! <laughs> that's kind of. Oh, that's terrible. I hope I don't have to watch that happen like two or three more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the exact same animation
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh god so yeah he he blows up like pretty spectacularly too like his lungs explode and then like he completely cracks apart Sigetchi style
1: yeah, he just like has gushes of blood out of his back
2: yeah which, don't leave blood was... anywhere
1: else apparently
2: yeah so to kind of explain though uh Bites the dust is sort of a stand that triggers automatically. It is planted inside Hayato. It somehow brought him back to life. That bit is still completely unclear to me. He he says and
1: that when the stand arrow pierced him, the power it of crying back in an hour. Yes, it set back an hour and then from there It doesn't
2: seem like it should be able to do that, but whatever. Uh look, the plot has to work somehow. So he he puts basically an adorable little tiny version of Killer Queen inside of Hayato that when somebody questions him about Kira, if he tells somebody about Kira or if he just writes down Kira's name, it will activate it. It will jump to whoever its intended target is supposed to be. So in this case, Rohan was trying to find out about Kira, so it jumps over to Rohan. Mm Mm-hmm specifically goes in one of his like the victim's eyeball
1: yeah and then like you can't it will do trigger. anything about it like
2: once you see yeah. him he's in your eye yeah and so then it will blow up its target and it will completely reset time back to the start of the day mm-hmm. and it will keep doing this until Kira determines that enough is enough and he deactivates it at which point everything that has occurred will a fact, as he puts it. Yep. So, his his goal is to use uh, Hayato as a landmine. Like, each member of Josuke's party should at some point come in contact with him, die, and then once Kira can confirm all the kills, he shuts it off and is good to go. Mm Mm-hmm. Solid plan. Can't fathom how this is going to go poorly for him. Yeah. Like, there's actually a good long while watching these where I'm just like, I have no idea how they can beat him now, and then, like, by the end of these episodes, it kind of makes sense. A little bit. starts to come together. It's almost like Kira don't got good brains, maybe. Maybe.
1: Uh, okay. Let's see. Maga MA difference. Okay, there aren't many for this one. Now we're done with that massive thing. Hooray! Uh, added Yoshihiro spying on Rami, Rohan, and Koichi before going to the Kawajiri house. That seems like a good thing to add, because otherwise, Pappy Kira would just show up and be like, hey, they're on to you! <laughs> like, how do you know? Ah, I'm floating around, I'm seeing stuff. <laughs> added koichi going to josuke's house to tell him about Hayato, and that they're planning to meet rohan at the kawajiri house at 8:30 a.m on the next day josuke says he'll bring okuyasu and koichi says he'll bring jotaro <laughs> oh come on removed kira's fingernails saying victory on them in blood after he bit them <laughs> <laughs> first of all why would they say that Second, That's why would so you
2: take that stupid. out? What the fuck? Oh, added. Removed Kira's fingernails, saying Pepsi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Changed the Pepsi sign to say Beppis. <laughs>
2: uh, added... Hey, no, I, I counted. If you add the thumbnail, you could do Pepsi on one hand and then man and two exclamation points on the other hand. <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, here we go. Added Kira combing his hair back after getting pierced by the arrow, which gave him the new hairstyle. So I guess in the comic, like he just got stabbed by the arrow and had new hair, which actually makes more sense.
2: Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, oh boy. boy.
1: Added a commercial of Morio's very own miso stewed cow tongue before showing the news on Hayato's TV. I remember that. I, eat, I would. I would eat that. Uh. Kaotong, I'd try it. Removed Yoshihiro mentioning that rather than Kira being nonchalant, it's more like he's on a high from his extreme confidence in Killer Queen's new ability. Uh, Remove the montage of characters and scenes that Rohan thinks about Jotaro, Koichi, Josuke, Joseph, Rami, Aya, and Shigechi when he finally discovers that Kira became Hayato's father. Okay, so they remove Shigechi, so that's good.
2: Yeah, that's a probably the finest edit yet. Yep. Bites the dust, part two. Hooray! Remember that last episode? Uh huh. Get to pretty much watch it all over again. Basically, ah. it happened the second time. So, you know, rest in peace, Rohan. He got blowed up.
1: Well, the important thing here is that anything that happened will still happen again, even though Hayato was like, nah, I'm not going to go near Rohan because I don't want him to get blown up. But guess what?
2: Rohan's <laughs> going to get blown up anyway. I just, I'm thinking about the King of the Hell episode, that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. working <laughs> at the Instead, the letter just like, I work around stands every day. I thank God I don't get blown up. Yep.
1: <laughs> Dang old Megalomark. Dang old boom,
2: man. Shotaro just pouring himself a shot of beer.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really hate that I can't... Look, if anyone out there has a gif of Hank Hill pouring himself a shot of beer and then nervously knocking it back, please send it to us, because I've been looking forever for that. I've had like a million uses for it, and I've just not had it on hand.
1: So, yes,
2: uh, this episode, special intro, which is great. Yeah, the chopped and screwed version. Sure. Yeah, they do have a lot of like rewinding and and remixing and stuff, and it's really good. Uh Uh-huh. Like compared to a lot of the other like end of season things where it's added sound effects and stuff, like I like this one way, way more.
1: Well, this is more like the one from the end of part three, where uh, Dio stops time near the end of it.
0: Yeah, but this yeah. is like
2: way more involved than that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, as, as you said, anything that was destroyed, uh, the in, in any previous loop will continue to be destroyed. So no matter what Hayato does, the T the the T set will be destroyed. No matter what Hayato does, Rohan will die. It's not just destroyed, uh, like... Actually, yeah, uh,
1: because... Hayato's face will still turn into a book.
2: Yeah, uh, the the news anchor still coughs, the phone still rings. So... So basically, in this next cycle, Hayato tries to stop it, but he's unsuccessful, and as he's kind of like walking past Rohan's car, defeated, um, that is when Koichi shows up and is just like, hey... You look really familiar. I just can't quite place you, he says, while waving around a photo of Hayato. (laughs) And then Jotaro shows up, and then uh, Hayato's just like, okay, this is not good. Like, these people know who Rohan is. They'll ask me about my father, and then they will blow up. I need to get out of here and come up with a plan. And then Josuke and Okuyasu show up. And are also like, you look familiar. Have I seen you somewhere before? They say, also holding photos of Hayato.
1: (laughs) Yep. Also, Hayato wearing a backpack with his name on it. Which Jotaro does end up mentioning, but still.
2: Yeah. That's the thing that gives him way too, not the photographic evidence, but the backpack with his name on it. Mm -hmm. So, they all start to ask him questions about his father, but, like, they get stopped just short of doing it. Because he makes up, like, oh, my nose is bleeding, or, oh, don't ask me anything. Uh Uh-huh. And so he pulls out a box cutter from his backpack. Which, wow, Hayato. Uh,
1: you know, you got all eleven-year-olds got to have a box cutter in their backpack. It's before nine eleven. Uh,
2: well, look, it's been a long time since I was eleven. It's been like at least seven years, so I don't quite remember what it was like. But yeah, he puts the uh, box cutter to his neck, and he's just like, okay, well, if I kill myself, then none of these people have to die, uh, because, you know, my dad's ghost cat is inside of me.
1: There is a lot of really good, grim stuff from Hayato in this episode.
2: Oh, yes. So he kind of, like, slumps over even further, and you hear kind of, like, a crunch, mm-hmm. and you think that he did it, but it turns out that uh, little tiny killer queen is, like, preventing him from killing himself.
1: Mm-hmm. But then, when everybody goes to check on him, now he's in their eyeballs!
2: Yeah! They all blow the fuck up! Hell yeah! The cast of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, is dead. Kira has won. That's the podcast, everybody! Bye-bye! We're doing part five next time!
1: And this is kind of the classic mistake of comic writers, I guess, because it's kind of a similar thing to what happened in heroes in crisis recently, where it's like, uh, boy, everybody in this place got killed and you would believe it if it was just, I don't know, arsenal and all these third stringers or something. And then you see Wally West dead in there and it's like, Oh, okay. They're these people aren't staying dead. Yeah. You know, like if it had just been Rohan, you'd be like, Oh, man, Rohan got exploded. R.I.P. But then everyone yep. else does. It's like, oh, okay. They'll undo this.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I, I had a conversation with somebody after uh, watching just before this point, and I kind of asked him, like, okay, well, hey, is Rohan staying dead? And uh, they didn't want to spoil it for me, and I kind of understand why now. Because yeah. obviously, no, he's not. He's Rohan yeah. is eternal. Yeah. Rohan cannot be killed. He is like Jesus Christ. He's coming back to life all the time.
1: I mean, he also has those OVAs about him, and, like, he is the character for well, Part 4 that's stuck
2: around the longest. I don't know what those OVAs are about, so when he died the first time, I figured, like, oh, those must be, like, a prequel thing, or maybe they're happening, like, concurrently or something like yeah. that. But
1: uh, Actually, they might be. I don't really know. I just know, okay. um, like... Uh, Akira Otoishi appears in one of them And so I figured it must have been later Because he like would have gotten out of jail Ah uh, Akira is not a bad thing No so, it's not You know what is a bad thing uh, The hmm. visual style for those OVAs Because they look
2: horrifying I saw a picture of Okuyasu uh, From one of them And oh, boy Okuyasu is not even the
1: weirdest looking one Out of all of them
2: uh, well, that's on. something to look forward to Hold on I'm... Okay, Anna, send me a picture yeah, Sending yeah. pictures plays real well on a podcast, by the way Oh, sure, but I got look, You have to see this image of Koichi <laughs> Oh, wow I just saw this thing that Larry sent me Oh, oh, oh wow Oh my god <laughs> Yeah That's Koichi That's him You know him <laughs> You love was him? the art reference for this a uh, Cabbage Patch Kid? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe that was
1: just like the weird style he was trying out for that one shot. And so they tried to make it look like that in the OVA. <gasps> aisle. Oh
0: no.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I need to close this window. <laughs> It's a good can't call. look at I can't, oh God I cannot so uh so this loops uh Hayato back so he's on he's on another cycle and uh so things are playing out a little bit differently this time because Hayato's coming up with like a, a new game plan uh killer queen won't let any harm come to Hayato at all so he can't kill himself so his only other option then is to kill Kira. And he worries that he can't just, like, get close and do the job, so he's going to go get Stray Cat to do it uh, by putting Stray Cat inside his backpack and then opening the backpack when Kira comes up behind him before Rohan dies. So then the sun will wake Stray Cat up and then it will immediately attack with its air bullets and that will kill Kira. Mm -hmm. Solid. That might actually work. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, so the morning is somewhat playing out the same but much like the hit movie Groundhog's Day uh, Hayato is now fully aware of everything and he kind of is starting to understand how to manipulate the loop so he gets the uh, tea set to break when Kira's drinking it burning his hand and ruining his suit and he's just like oh yeah fuck you you deserve that piece of shit
1: in this situation who is Ned Ryerson
2: like, it's been a long time since I watched Groundhog's Day, so That's Steven
1: Tobolowsky.
2: Okay. Well, Koichi.
1: I would think it would be Rohan, because he's the, always the one that shows up next to the curb. He's like, hey, Hayato! Oh, yeah. It's me, yeah, Rohan. Sense. You know me. I draw pink
2: boy I got boy. blowed up yesterday and the day before, and I bet I'm going to get blowed up again today. Oh, right on cue, I don't feel so good. So, yeah, he he gets the coffee to spill on Kira's arm. Uh, he actually answers the phone this time, and is just like, oh, wrong number. And then he runs out the door, and he kind of just, like, shoots the stink eye at Kira. And that starts getting Kira to, like, question... Hayato and like what he's up to he's sort of like shaken a little bit by how confident and determined Hayato looks Mm -hmm. so Hayato waits at the corner where Kira will surely come up behind him he's counting down the minutes until Rohan dies and he's starting to get worried because Kira hasn't shown up yet spots Kira behind a telephone pole is even more worried that Kira is not approaching him Uh, Rohan's only got, like, I don't know, like, half a minute left or something like that before Kira finally decides to, like, approach Hayato, because Hayato at this point is terrified, and so Kira's just like, oh, I guess I overestimated him, he's not determined at all, he's a scared little boy, ah, whatever, I'm Kira.
1: (laughs) Ah, whatever, I'm Kira, sums up most of his plans. (sighs)
2: Uh, so, he approaches Stray cat hits him in the chest and then almost hits him in the head. Hayato mm-hmm. uh, thinks he's won and then Kira gets up and is just like, ah, because you're a d- dumb, stupid child and you burned my hand. I had to take my watch off and put it in my breast pocket. And so I'm totally fine. Way to go, dipshit. <laughs> the thing
0: now, thing is You can just try that, this
2: again the next day. So, the 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 thing that this kind of sets up, like, the actual stakes, is that Josuke and the others will definitely die, like, for good, if Kira is still around to be able to see it, and at this point, he would likely be around. Because Rohan's only got a few seconds left, and they're not that much further behind. Yeah. So, Hito's royally fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh... But something happens, and we'll just have to find out uh, next time because the episode kind of ends here. Yep. Again, this is kind of the problem that from
1: those uh, July 15th or whatever episodes forward, it's just one thing until the end. So,
2: but I'm we'll, guessing we'll be done next week, then on to part five. I'm, I'm guessing the way that this. Uh, so, here's my prediction. Okay. I am guessing that things go sideways for Kira because somehow Josuke, Jotaru, Okuyasu, somebody overhears him basically going, I'm Kira! I'm the best! I love murder! (laughs) Yeah? Because 90% of the time something goes wrong for Kira is because this dumbass does not know when to shut his mouth. And, like, I bet that they're, like, within the vicinity and they sort of see this whole thing going down with Hayato and that tips them off. And then, like, if I had to guess after that, he probably has to have some reason to, like, call off his stand before Rohan dies. Which would then break the loop and anything that would have followed after it.
0: Mm. Hmm. And I'm not, like,
2: sure how he would get put in that position exactly. Or Uh. if, like, he'd Here's what I don't know is if he could use Another One Bites the Dust Independently of the rest of Killer Queen The same way he was able to use The uh, sheer heart attack Move independently
1: Interesting Okay so We'll find out
2: next time Find out next time
1: Manga anime differences not many This time thankfully but Remove the horse and jockey From Shinobu's teapot Like, whatever. Remove the Gucci brand from Rohan's
2: watch. (laughs) Look, it's not the Gucci tower, okay? It's the Pepsi tower. We've been (laughs) over this. Should
1: have changed it to say Coochie on his watch. (laughs) Removed Okuyasu saying Hayato kind of looks like the kid in the picture before Jotaro mentions to look at Hayato's backpack. So Okuyasu, they removed the part where Okuyasu was the first one to actually recognize who he was. Oh, poor Okuyasu. Uh, Added that Hayato is falling into Killer Queen's eye, along with a miniature Killer Queen gazing at him as he travels back in time.
2: Uh, Yeah, that bit, like, when when it's actually showing the loop and it's, like, Queen's eyeball, it's a really cool effect.
1: It is, but I don't think that's literally happening. No. like this seems to God. apply well wow. alright that's it
2: oh what, is, what does Suda have to say about it <laughs> I don't know we'll never know oh he got blown up I forgot about that <laughs> yeah
1: so next week is the last three episodes uh, episodes 37 through 39 which is a crazy diamond or crazy D in parentheses, diamond is unbreakable. Part one, through goodbye, morio. The heart of gold. Then we'll be done. I can't on wait on to, to ask a Nightmare.
2: But, like, we record this episode next week. Like, hey, Larry, how many episodes do I got to watch again? Yeah, good one. I do Great. it. Hilarious. I do it every single week. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Look like, just, just watch until the it. end of this and watch about four or five episodes of part five.
2: Oh be okay. all right. well, already done. <laughs> Great. That's not true. I've I've only watched the first episode of part I five. I haven't watched any of it. I to be fair have forgotten a lot of the first episode of part five. So. Alright. I mean while I've while I've been going through uh this I've been doing a rewatch of Evangelion. Oh boy! Since, you know people are talking about it, that again. Speaking of things that don't hold up, uh, the dub of Evangelion about as bad as the animation in Space Jam. Uh, okay, I don't remember it ever so, being good. That's well, like I watched it so far back in the day that like I didn't necessarily think of it being bad because like that was just the quality of dubs. Do uh, you really want to get like, into you Evangelion go, now. You want to go somewhere? <laughs> you got somewhere to be? Yeah. Do you? Oh, I'm sorry, you got plans today, Larry. Well, huh? well, next
1: next week we only have three episodes. If you want to talk about Avon you can go to town next week. You got
2: some errands to run. You going to errands? meet up with some friends, Larry? Huh? You know no. that's not true. You're going to sit down and talk to me about Avon and you're not going to enjoy
1: it. I I I went out and did things yesterday, so I'm good for the month. I don't. Need to need to, to go anywhere? Fuck to anybody? Oh,
0: God,
2: it's, all right. Um, we'll, we'll see everybody
1: next time on Stand and Deliver. Start. Shut I'm up! Gonna
2: strangle Larry to death on a beach.
1: A stand and deliver. The finale of part four: Diamond is unbreakable. Yeah. Jojo, Pepsi. Pepsi Jojo. That's what they call him. Yep. All right,
0: Wolves. Well.